You're invited to our second annual Winter Women's Retreat, a slumber party. Did you know that Black women are often the gatekeepers and teachers of culture, memory, and legacy, particularly of the Black family? While on the journey to preparing for a love and life partner, and even more so if you're already partnered or married, I encourage Black women to create a community and cultivate sisterhood with other Black women first. We need each other. Retreat tickets are now available for the first 10 guests at matchmarymate.com. Join us in Asheville, North Carolina for a sacred and spiritual retreat with other Black women who know how to act. Hope to see you in the mountains. Greetings. You're listening to the Match Mary Mate Show podcast, where Black women learn how to get their love lives together. Here I guide you on your dating and relationship journey, empower you with feminine presence, power, and charm, teach you how to navigate and negotiate your needs and desires with men. I'm your host, your girl, Joyce Robinson Myers, and welcome to our fourth pop-up episode, our in-between season shows. We are currently in between season one and season two, with season two releasing late summer, early fall this year. First, let's begin with the power of affirmation. We start every episode with an affirmation as a way to center self, listen to the body, and honor our spirit. Ask yourself, how are you today? What moods, feelings, or emotions come up? Use that energy to speak life, wholeness, and healing over yourself using the power of your own voice. Speak it into existence with an I or I am. I am married. I own my sexuality. I create community. The title of today's show is Fun Girl Summer Wives Edition. I'm going to discuss the seven stages of marriage first for context. But the larger conversation is focused on the value of wife friends and couple friends. As I point to the fourth item on our fun girl summer wish list, which is to read something satisfying, steamy, or sexy. While our wish list is designed for both singles and spouses to participate, this episode is for my wives. But I promise that even singles can stand to learn a little something, something too. On that note, I want to send a shout out to all my Match Merry Mate 2023 brides. So I'm giving my flowers and all my love to Yvette, who married in early April, Shanice, who married in late April, and Vivienne, who is marrying this month. Welcome to the Wives Club, ladies. Before we dive into the show, I want to share that I am officially a relationship researcher. 
I'll still refer to myself as a dating and relationship coach, at least for now, but I'm really more of a relationship educator and now researcher. I recently received my membership credential from the International Association for Relationship Research and declared my research interests. And those interests are attraction, commitment, courtship, culture, dating, intimacy, marriage, and relationship types, trajectories, and repair. Listen, when I finish this degree and become Dr. Joyce Robinson Myers, affectionately known as Dr. J, y'all ain't gonna be able to tell me nothing. As you already know, I want to aid in the healing of gender relations between Black women and Black men because I'm learning through my coaching practice that when we have the proper relationship education, including instruction, application, and support, it produces safer, happier, smarter, and more stable dating decisions. And that improves the quality of our relationships as we enter the dating market to match marry, and mate. As I show up for this work, I'll be forming research questions as I navigate my doctoral program and earn my PhD in education so that I can put relationship education programs, workshops, and courses in our colleges and universities, consult with corporate and entertainment industries, and speak all over the world about how relationship education can heal the Black American community. Because what? Black love matters, and we are in much need of some restoration of our Black family power. I want to start today's show by sharing one of my intentions for 2023. Last year, I did the work of befriending wives who were mostly local to D.C., In 2019, I relocated to D.C. from Atlanta, and then in 2021, I married. And 2022 was the first year most people felt safe again post-COVID to socialize with others. So last year was my time to start creating my circle of wife friends, and I was incredibly intentional about it. So I ended 2022 with four women who I wanted to have more intimate relationships with as wife friends and three of them were local to dc so at the top of my 2023 my intention was to nurture my connections with that core group of women this is important because married couple friends and spouse friends or for me my wife friends are beneficial to marriage especially the strength and quality of them before we get into those benefits I want to list the typical stages that most marriages go through during their lifetime. Dr. Rita DeMaria identifies seven stages of marriage in her book by the same name that I want to quickly cover. The first is the honeymoon stage, also known as the fantasy stage, where we're all googly-eyed and on cloud nine. And while this stage varies in length, it usually lasts somewhere between two months and two years. My husband and I recently celebrated our two-year anniversary, and I still feel that newlywed energy, but I can also sense the shift in how we're settling into our groove as husband and wife. Conflict is usually avoided because the focus is on joy and love and pleasure, and true marital communication has yet to form. 
if you are here, soak it up because this is the shortest stage within long-term relationships and marriages. Usually, couples are giving each other their best and everything feels just peachy. This is the love that we most often see portrayed in movies and in Hollywood. Number two, the realization phase, also known as the adjustment phase, where you begin to realize that your partner is a flawed human. You start to learn each other more, especially recognizing shortcomings, idiosyncrasies, and schisms and isms. In the honeymoon stage, you're full of endorphins, but that's not sustainable. So the high starts to wear off in this second stage. Where the first stage is all about connection, this second one focuses on communication. And couples usually work on conflict resolution and effective communication, which are lifelines to any stable and long relationship or marriage. My husband and I are certainly here, but again, there are some waves and moments of that newlywed energy too. So I guess we're making the shift from one stage to another and we kind of have a a foot in both worlds. Number three, the rebellion stage. With its core centered around the great power struggle that every marriage will eventually face. And it usually comes between year three through year 10, and it can last through its duration. So what that means is if the rebellion stage sets in for you at year five, it could possibly go all the way until year 10. Or if it sets for you in year seven, it could possibly go all the way till year 10. It doesn't have to. Some couples will hit this stage at whatever year they do between year three and year 10, and they're able to come out of it before they make it to the 10-year mark, but it can. So you are very aware of your spouse's differences here, and there's a struggle, sometimes a fight, to have your own boundaries, your own space, your individuality. Most couples begin to pull away at this stage, and some even contemplate leaving, whether they actually decide to do it or not. If you've been working on that effective communication from the previous stage, you'll be more equipped for the negotiation that becomes necessary in this one. This is the stage where most couples decide to call it quits, but if they can figure out a way to negotiate their needs and desires, they can make it past this phase and elevate into the next. It's one of the hardest stages and years six to eight tend to be the most perilous. Sidebar here, if you are a non-married Match Mary Made client, I hope you can hear some of the skills that I am adamant about teaching you while you're dating and entering into exclusivity. I always say to you that my job is to keep you from being devastatingly divorced or miserably married, and you're going to need more than love to avoid these. You're going to need skills and tools. You're going to need community and support, and you're in a position to benefit from my pain and the insight and the hindsight that follows it because I know what it's like to be in a long marriage. I also know what it's like to have to suffer a divorce. So I can help you with it all and coach you with skills and tools early in the game because I know that it will protect your marriage. It will protect the quality of your marriage and possibly even protect your marriage from divorce. I just had a consultation with the wife who is in this stage. She is one foot in and one foot out of her marriage. 
during our session, I asked her how long she had been married and she told me six years. My immediate reply to her was, listen, we're going to take the marital journey and I'm going to help you. But I just want to start by saying that the feelings you have are typical for your marriage's age and stage. Y'all, she looked at me like I had two heads. So I want to encourage all my wives to be to make sure you prepare for marriage like you plan for that wedding. This should not be news to married people this day and age. And of course, I'm not expecting you to know all of the stats and the research, but a quick Google search on basic married know-hows can help you a great deal. You could literally easily Google stages of marriage, marriage prep, and some cool hits will come up for you to follow. Number four, the cooperation stage. The stage many never make it to, but if they do, this is where those deep bonds and connections are created. This stage is typically between 10 to 20 years. There's a history and consistency that gives you a sense of family and togetherness. You know your spouse isn't perfect. Your differences aren't as irksome or hurtful as you once thought, and you gain confidence and security in your marriage. And this is where the great exchange happens, as I like to say. We trade in our expectations and fixation on that head over heels energy and that excitement for a deep sense of friendship and commitment. Because you may deal with feelings of boredom, many couples begin to reestablish activities and other relationships in their lives, not overly relying on their partner and not wanting to do everything with them all the time either, like how they did in that honeymoon stage. So assuming you've worked well through the previous stages, this is the stage where you feel happy and settled and satisfied. Sometimes a major transgression or life-shaking event can happen in this stage that can cause the marriage to break, but typically this stage is more settled. Y'all and not me breaking my first marriage right in the midst of the cooperation stage. Oh, that is another podcast episode for another day, honey, but y'all know I like to tell on myself and use lessons and scenes and moments from my life to help you do better than me. Number five, the reunion stage. This is usually a stage for couples who've decided to be parents and occurs between 20 and 30 years. It's a peaceful and sought after time when children are older and they need you to less and your finances are more stable. You have more opportunities to be together without children, and the challenge here is to close the intimacy gap that has formed over the child-rearing years. Some couples feel they have less in common, and so there is an effort to relearn each other. Of course, if you don't make that effort, things could start to go south, but usually this reunion stage is a good one. Number six, explosion. Usually appears between 15 to 35 years. Now it has the longest range outside of the last stage and sometimes not even. It just depends on when a partner passes away. Usually this is marked with couples who decide to be parents, but it can still happen to child-free couples. We understand it best as the empty nest stage. 
But there are also other life-changing events that can, let's say, plague a marriage, like job loss, parental health decline, death, and possibly even your own health issues. And that can lead to an escapism. Sometimes people come back from it. Sometimes they don't. But when they don't, that escapism um, can lead to divorce. And last but not least, number seven, the completion stage, the final one. It usually occurs about 35 years and goes until the end of time. (laughs) About one third of marriages usually survive divorce, but death becomes more present in this stage. And only about 5% of marriages hit the 50 year mark due to death. This stage is not within my personal area of expertise. So that's all that I have to say about that. And this is a good time to transition into our break. When I return, we'll chat about my wife friends and couple friends, along with seven benefits of married couples having couple friends with some research sprinkled in. I'll be right back. Are you looking to get your love life together? You're tired of not having the tools or community you need to navigate these dating and relationship streets. Well, honey, let's take some accountability, do our work and be in the place to reap all the benefits. I invite you to become a Love Lady member and officially join the Match Mary Mate community. You can choose your specific dating and relationship package to work with me. You'll have access to digital resources, video trainings, coaching content, course materials, and even the opportunity to live stream with me with certain packages. If this sounds like something you want, be sure to join today because I'd love to have you. Visit coachjoyce.com to get started. I want to see your face in the play. You're invited to our second annual Winter Women's Retreat, a slumber party. Did you know that Black women are often the gatekeepers and teachers of culture, memory, and legacy, particularly of the Black family? While on the journey to preparing for a love and life partner, and even more so if you're already partnered or married, I encourage Black women to create a community and cultivate sisterhood with other Black women first. We need each other. Retreat tickets are now available for the first 10 guests at matchmarymate.com. Join us in Asheville, North Carolina for a sacred and spiritual retreat with other Black women who know how to act. Hope to see you in the mountains. Welcome back, love bugs. Let's pick up with my wife friends and my couple friends, or I should say our couple friends. Most of my wife friends are in the rebellion stage and some have just arrived at the cooperation stage. And while I've been here before, I have a little bit more time before I'm here with Jeremiah. So I asked my girlfriends about the one topic that everyone chats about in some way or another, sex. The reason I wanted their take is that I added read something satisfying, steamy, or sexy to our fun girl summer wish list. And it is for singles and spouses. I wanted ways in which they would translate that, having been married anywhere between three to 12 years. 
they shared links that hosted erotica lit and how they use it in their marriage. Collectively, it was some version of how important it is to have and maintain your own sexuality and that it should revolve around you. When you're dating, even in exclusive relationships where you're not living together, there's this natural buildup and anticipation in seeing each other and even sleeping together if you're active. You know it's happening in advance for the most part. You have enough time to prep including beautifying and pampering yourself, and you've made plans to see each other and you understand what you'll be doing. So this anticipatory buildup and your dating lives are separate from what my wife friends call the daily, the regular day in and day out of coexisting together. Every married couple knows this reality, which usually sets in after the honeymoon stage I mentioned earlier. My husband likes to call this part the unsexy. Whatever your word is, I encourage you to have one and separate it from your romantic or magical or sexy part of your marriage where you can. In marriage, your lives are together, including your living spaces and everything else involved with the daily. So the challenge can be to create that degree of separation you need from the buildup. Here is where erotica lit comes in, my wife friends tell me. You have a space to create on your own that sparks your imagination. My wife friends were very vocal about the importance of the mind and imagination for a good connection, sexual energy, and pleasure. Going back to dating, what played a huge role in the buildup was how you thought about the date or even the sex before it happened. You were able to paint pictures, maybe have a dream, think about what you were gonna wear and how you were gonna look, And even as those pictures manifest in real time, as you visit salons and hit the stores and actually get dressed, there's anticipation in your final look and even in your travel until you and your guy are together. That has to be recreated in married life. And couples have to be intentional about it because the separation between the daily and the sexy is not naturally there. Now, I wondered how it differed from porn, which usually has damaging effects on bonding and intimacy in marriages. Y'all know I'm a researcher at heart and I know what the studies have to say about porn, y'all. And it's not amazing when it comes to marriages. So I had the question because erotica lit is out here saving marriages and porn is not. So I wondered how it differed. And this is what they had to say, that porn is visual and stimulates the eyes and genitalia. And that can be its own thing, but it doesn't create the mental or emotional anticipation that helps you to have a safe, intimate, and pleasurable experience with your husband. I was like, oh, okay. So I don't know if these women have tapped into really, really, really good psychology because, you know, mind over matter, or if it's just a female thing where we tend to pay more attention to the mind and the imagination than we do the visual. So I want to add here that your build-up activity does not have to be erotica lit. It can be whatever you need it to be, as long as it places you in command of your sexuality, gives you separation from the daily, even if it's just for half an hour. It activates your imagination and creativity, and something for you gets to happen before it's shared with your partner. 
It's a place where women can choose not to forget themselves and their desires, remembering who they are as sexual beings before they occupy titles like wife and mama. One of my wife friends specifically said that she loves steamy literature over a glass of wine because it's relaxing. Once her imagination sparks, she can start creating ideas and expectations in her mind for herself and for how she likes to enjoy her husband. It also creates that fantasy feeling in a short amount of time, which can be helpful. I like to call it self-inspired sexual energy. I also asked how they keep up with their library because y'all, I imagine so many books and they shared erotica lit links with me with some of the juiciest content. If you were in the Match Mary Mate Facebook community, I shared one of the links in our group for you to consider for your satisfying, steamy, or sexy read for our fun girl summer wish list challenge. It's important to note that the wives I am talking about here are also the women in our couple friends groups meaning that they and their husbands and me and mine have relationships too. And we spend time together in our unions. If you're a married woman, I recommend having couple friends and also having your own relationships with the wives as women. You bond, you become invested in their marriages as they become invested in yours. And over time, you build a marriage community of people to do life with. And these people hold you accountable in your role as wife too. The benefits of healthy couple friendships are well-researched and very real. The research makes a strong argument for finding and securing them for the sake of your marriage and theirs. Now, I relied on two research studies. The first is by Richard Slatcher titled, When Harry and Sally Met Dick and Jane, Creating Closeness Between Couples. He investigated how friendships between couples form. And then I also used or referenced, what do you do when things go right? That research team examined the intrapersonal and interpersonal consequences of seeking out others when good things happen. According to the International Association for Relationship Research, where I'm a member, couples who have a happier and more satisfying relationship have more couple friends and friends in common than individual friends. They make and keep couple friends who are committed to their own marriage. And they are more likely to have a strong social connection with other people. Now, I love me a list of benefits, reasons, or outcomes when it comes to research. So allow me to share seven benefits based on the same research I previously mentioned above on having married couple friends in your marriage. Number one, you're going to have better conversations, especially conversations outside of the children or the daily. Number two, more adventure and fun. You're more likely to try or to do new and fun activities with other couple friends, and it is imperative to a strong marriage. Many couples report increased happiness, and in doing so, that improves their marital quality. Human beings are social beings, so this one reasons even without the research. Number three, it protects against what scientists call relationship boredom, which will really help your marriage once you're in that cooperation stage I mentioned earlier in the show. Couple friends also help spouses appreciate each other differently when they can observe them with other people. 
Number four, other people are rooting for your marriage. This is so important and very important when you're in a rough spot. One of my wife friends has no issue telling you that she has to monitor the number of weddings she attends or the number of wives she befriends because for everyone, she has to be invested in the success of their marriage. And who knows all the events that a marriage can hold. Marriage is long and life is short and it requires support, as someone once told me. Number five, helps to build a strong marriage. And I want to insert a quote here from Dr. Smalley, the author of Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. He says, I've learned that living in community is essential to keeping a marriage strong, particularly when the marriage is being tested. Number six, it boosts your own confidence about your marriage and your marital morale together. And number seven, you have more people to do life with, especially the celebrating within and of marriage. So that team of researchers that I mentioned earlier, they found that when expanding celebration to others, couples report that they are a lot happier with their lives in general and relationships are more robust. I hope you learned something new today, whether it was one of the stages of marriage or one of the benefits of having spouse friends and couple friends. We end every episode with thought or heart-provoking questions for your journal. Journaling is simply prayers on paper and the most high tends to those two. Dear listener, which stage of marriage are you in? If you're single, react to how you feel about the seven stages of marriage. Do you have a wife friend? Couple friends? If no, how are you and your spouse working to create your marital community? If yes, how have they added value to your life and marriage? And how are you and your spouse adding value to theirs? It's okay to write about the blessings and the burdens. Pour it out into your journal today. Release yourself, free yourself, and most of all, be yourself. P.S. No woman is better at being you than you. I leave you with an African proverb today that says, getting married is nothing. It's assuming the responsibility of marriage that counts. Thank you for joining me today and tuning into another episode of the Match Mary Mate Show. If you have a question, you can reply to this show's prompt inside of your podcast app, or you can send us an email at podcast at matchmarymate.com. If you've enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, comment, or leave a review or rating. Your support would just melt my Southern girl heart. Until our next time together, love, light, and relationship. Remember, we grow as we go, and I'll be with you in the next episode. Cheers. Are you looking to get your love life together? You're tired of not having the tools or community you need to navigate these dating and relationship streets. Well, honey, let's take some accountability, do our work and be in the place to reap all the benefits. 
I invite you to become a Love Lady member and officially join the Match Mary Mate community. You can choose your specific dating and relationship package to work with me. You'll have access to digital resources, video trainings, coaching content, course materials, and even the opportunity to live stream with me with certain packages. If this sounds like something you want, be sure to join today because I'd love to have you. Visit coachjoyce.com to get started. I want to see your face in the place.